This is The Grid, presented by Victoria College. Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of The Grid. My name is Jeremiah Salsa, the assistant sports editor at the Victoria Advocate. I'm joined here by Mike Foreman, the sports editor. And we got a lot of sports going on right now. We've got girls basketball, boys basketball, uh, softball, baseball, track. Um, but let's get into some girls basketball at first. Uh, we've got Hallettsville Sacred Heart. They're going to the TAPS Class 2A state championship against Lubbock All Saints Episcopal. Um, they defeated Brian Allen Academy 57-30 to 30 in the semifinal on Wednesday, and they're moving on to, to face uh, All Saints Episcopal in the, in the championship game. Um, in, in the semifinal game, Bailey Haas, she ended the game with 21 points. Jules Janik also added 13. Big, big, uh, big games for those seniors. And, you know, just talking to Coach uh, William Hill uh, prior to the semifinal game, he was just saying how he thought that his team had to get out to a fast start and you know, that's exactly what they did and got it to a large lead and held on to it, um, you know, for the win. I know Mike Mike was telling me that, you know, uh, Sacred Heart, you know, it's, it's been a while since they've had, you know, success this this well. Um, you know, Mike, what would a state championship mean to, to this Sacred Heart team? It, it, it would mean a lot. I'm sure they, uh, you know, like we said, it's, it was back when I looked it up, it was back in the 80s when you won back-to-back titles. Um, you know, they've uh, they've played a lot of tournaments. Uh, they, you know, when, when you only have one loss, that's that's a good season. So uh, the team they are, are playing, um, Lubbock All Saints Episcopal in the final, also, I believe, has one loss. So, uh this will be an interesting test, you know, a uh, great season. I'm sure uh, the Indianettes would love to wrap it up uh, with a, uh, with a state championship. Uh, you know, uh, you spoke with coach Hill the other day, I guess. Uh, what was his uh, kind of assessment of uh, the way the girls have played this year? Yeah. Well, he was telling me that, you know, he, he's been a coach for over 20 years and, you know, this is the, this is the the most successful team that he's ever coached. He was saying just how is this senior class, uh, how they were, you know, all on the state track team last year, and you know that that's kind of the style of play that he he that his team has had this year. They they've really gotten out to a fast start and just you know um, you know took care of teams pretty fast, and you know it showed in that last game against uh, you know uh, Brian Allen Academy. Um, moving back into the UIL Victoria East, their season was ended in the aerial round. After a 55 to 50 overtime loss to Brownsville Veterans Memorial, um, East was down 19 to three in the first quarter, uh, but they they made made a comeback. You know, throughout the the entire game, Avery Valentine she had a three pointer to send the game to overtime, but they were held scoreless in that extra time. And you know, their season ends in in the area around. And you know, for for head coach uh, Yolanda Wimbish North, I know it's not the the result that you want to you know end your season in the area around, but you know, looking back on last season, they ended in the by district round. So, you know, they've had some some progress, um, you know, w- with this team. And, you know, looking ahead to next year, they only lose about two or three seniors. So a lot of this this team is going to be returning, including um, Sanaya Randall and Avery Valentine, you know, two of their best players. So, you know, 
uh, you know, the future is looking bright for the Lady Titans. And I know uh, another team that had a very successful year this year is Goliad. Um, for unfortunately for them, their season ended in the regional quarterfinal after a 66 to 42 loss to Rio Hondo. Michael, I know they had a pretty good uh, year this year. You know, what can you say about their team and how they were able to, you know, go throughout the season? I would say probably if we we had to put a surprise team, you know, from the area, it was Goliad. I mean, the success that they had, especially coming off of the season that they had previously, which they they didn't do so well. But uh, Coach Lawrence out there did a great job. Um, they got into the tournament and they, you know, they put together two good wins before they fell. So uh, really a good season uh, for Goliad. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure like uh, they feel like they have the program uh, turned around, you know, on the right track up there. And then uh, we also should mention Beville, the Lady Trojans. Um, you know, we knew coming in the year that Bevo would be good because Bevo had success last year. Um, you know, uh, the the uh, tr Lady Trojans are led by Kara Davis, an outstanding player who was on our All-Area team last year. Um, they they have a tough test, so they go up to uh, San Antonio for the regional tournament, and they'll play Fredericksburg, which always has a good team. But... Uh, Really good season. In fact, I believe uh, Beville advanced with an overtime win. So, uh, you know, they've been tested. Uh, they actually, uh, they also won a game um, before, uh, I, I believe it's the area round where they beat Cal Allen in the Cal Allen gym. So you go on the road and you can win. That proves you have a good team. And right now, um, Sacred Heart and uh, Beville are kind of our last teams standing in the girls' playoffs. We're going to move on to the boys' basketball playoffs, but before we do that, let's hear a quick uh, advertisement from White Trash Services. I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ, White Trash Services, what is it and, and, and what do y'all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off uh, companies. And, you know, y'all are y'all are big advocates for, for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361 550-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. Welcome back to The Grid. Uh, we're now moving into boys basketball. Uh, we're currently in the area around Victoria West. Um, fell to Laredo Nixon. 55 to 37 in the by district round. 
Um, Mike, I know you made the trip to San Antonio Harlan. What did you see out of Victoria West, uh, you know, in, in their loss on, on Tuesday? Well, there's no real way to sugarcoat this game. It was a bad game. Um, the West initially had trouble with uh, Nixon's press, uh, turned it over, uh, and Nixon put uh, seven points on the board. And, uh, um, you know, uh, they they called timeout, and uh, Coach Cody McDonald, and they, they talked about it, and they, they kind of got it settled down. They pulled within four by the end of the quarter, but it seemed like, and and I kind of went back and looked at this, that at the start of every quarter, Nixon would go on a run, and uh, West just never could recover. They just offensively just didn't seem to be able to get anything going. I mean, I mean, you know, they they had 12 field goals in the entire game, and, and uh, two of those were three-pointers, and that's not going to get it done, and they talked about this. They missed a lot of easy shots. And uh, I know they're disappointed because uh, even though they finished fourth, you know, and had a battle to get into the playoffs, you know, after losing the East twice, they came back and got in the playoffs. But uh, I'm sure they would have liked to see their season end on at least a better note. And moving back down to Class 3A, Edna took on Marion in the bi-district round. Edna came out with a 65-57 to overtime win. Um, Edna was down 16 with three minutes left in the third quarter. Kevin Robinson came through for the Cowboys. He had 28 points, 14 rebounds, eight steals, and two blocks. Um, it was really the third quarter when Robinson came through. I think he had, what, 11, 11 points, uh, six rebounds, and three steals and you know he he uh he had a steal in the fourth quarter to, to take steal in a basket to take the lead uh for the first time since like the first quarter um so it was a real a real big uh energy boost for Edna there at at the Yoakum gym um they advanced to play Crystal City in the area round um but you know for this Edna team you know talking to, to head coach Moore it was just a it was just a very a very emotional win in being down 16 to you know uh, sending the game to overtime and eventually coming out with the win. Um, but uh, he was telling me that Robinson just told him a a after that halftime when they were down by a lot, you know, just to give him the ball. And, and that's what they were doing. They just kept on feeding him the ball. And, you know, he was missing some shots, but he was just grabbing the offensive rebound and putting him back up. And, you know, it's, it showed in his stat sheet with 28 points and 14 rebounds. So, you know, big, uh, big win for Edna and big, big uh, game for Robinson there. Um, there was a, it was a double header at the Yoakum gym. Uh, following Edna's win, Nixon Smiley took on Industrial. Nixon Smiley came out with a win over Industrial um, to move on to the area round. The Mustangs were up 25 points in the first half, um, kind of similar to to the Edna game. Um, but then Industrial cut the cut the lead to seven in the fourth quarter. Uh, but it was it was just too much for Industrial to overcome. Uh, Nixon Smiley gets their first play, first playoff win since 2017. And they move on to the area round to play Poth. Um, and I know, uh, Mike, you uh, you wanted to talk about the Welder game versus Richards. They got a 68-57 to win in a bi-district game. They move on to the area round to face DeHannis. Uh, what are you hoping to see out of Welder in that game? Yeah, and I, I also wanted to mention, uh, you know, Nixon Smiley, uh, 
Carl McKinney there, you know, the coach. Uh, I'm sure he's happy. And uh, I know you featured Brad Martinez in your story. You know, he played football. It's been a really good year for Nixon Smiley. That uh, You know, the Mustangs, uh, they, they finished second in football in district. So, uh, you know, they've, they've struggled for a long time, and it was good to see them have success. And, you know, uh, Nixon's in Gonzales County, which is also where uh, Welder is. It's right at the tip there. Uh, uh, a lot of people may wonder, where's Welder? Well, it's on the road. If you go to Bastrop, you'll go through Welder. But uh, Welder's had a little tradition in basketball. They've been to the state tournament. And it's interesting because uh, David Graves, the head coach, that may, name may sound familiar, and that's because he was actually the head coach at uh, Victoria College for the year, uh, year, and he got them their first win, their first tournament win, um, and he, he left uh, Victoria College, and he's now back at Welder. So he's uh, hoping to point on. Of course, uh, another team from Class A that's still alive is Moulton. We're very used to Moulton being alive at this time. Um, in fact, uh, we've talked about the uh, lack of uh, championships in basketball from this area. The last boys state champion from this area was in 1999 when uh, Moulton won state. And uh, that was Sammy Cadelka was the coach of that team. He's since retired, but uh, you know, great. Uh, you know, we still have seven boys teams alive in the playoffs. We have uh, 4A, we have uh, Beeville, El Campo. 3A, we, we mentioned both Edna and Nixon. 2A, the Bulldogs, Flatonia is still up there. Uh, I was speaking to Coach Chris Sodek, and he's uh, he's very concerned. They have to play Everdale. Uh, Everdale is, is kind of near Beaumont, I believe. Uh, it's weird how the UIL does uh, Region 4 and 2A. It's it's huge. I mean, there's lots of traveling. You've got, you know, you get teams like Mason, which are west, and then you get teams like Big Sandy and Everdale, which are east, and, of course, all the teams here in South Texas. But that's uh, pretty strange, too. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, – if one of our teams can move on, you know, we're in the area around now. Um, I think uh, the interesting thing about Edna, and, you know, we we talked about this, is Edna's without one of its best players. And uh, I think the encouraging thing for the Cowboys is, though, it seems to be a different player every, every time. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, it was Robinson last night. Uh, he had a big game against Hallsville when I saw him, but then when I, when I saw him against Columbus, uh, he didn't score much. And it was Soto and, um, you know, some Braxton, some of those guys that picked up the slack. And I guess that's uh, an encouraging thing uh, for the Cowboys. Yeah, like you mentioned, you know, uh, you know, the Raxton brothers, uh, uh, you know, they had a, a difficult game um but like you said it was robinson who came came through for edna in that in that overtime win um we're going to move on to baseball softball on track but before we do let's get into this commercial from thriving financial thriving is a proud sponsor of the grid thriving believes money is a tool not a goal thriving financial advisor carly herrick works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most. 
like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. Welcome back. Uh, we're about to get into baseball. I know, uh, Mike, you were at the West season open, opener against Toloso Midway at Riverside uh, Stadium. Um, West uh, fell in that game 6-3. to three. Mike, you were there. You know, what did you see out of West in that game? And, uh, you know, what are some signs uh, that they showed that they can kind of be successful in this season? Well, uh, as uh, Coach Molinero pointed out, they're a very young team. Uh, start a lot of underclassmen. And, uh, you know, they're going to go through some struggles. But uh, there were some encouraging signs. One I talked to, one of their seniors, uh, pitcher Austin Arietta, he had a, a, a good outing. Uh, really, he deserved a better fate because uh, that inning kind of got away from them. And uh, But uh, they... They put down two squeeze bugs successfully. Uh, and then you don't see that very often anymore. You know, that's a part of the game that a lot of teams don't can't execute anymore. So I think that's encouraging because I think West may have to play some small ball to produce some runs. Um, we'll see as the season goes on. Uh, of course, we know uh, now that games are in full swing, uh, obviously, uh, Shiner, the bad news for Shiner is basketball team loss. The good news is they get those players out on the baseball field. Ryan Peterson, Drew Winsky, their two pitchers uh, will now be full-time baseball. So that would be good for the Comanches. Also, um, you take a look around. We have El Campo is ranked. Uh, they have a, a lot of pitching depth. And then uh, also Flatonia should be pretty good, except uh, they have three or four players playing basketball right now. So it's it's still early. And, uh, you know, softball started as well. Uh, I know uh, East and West have gotten the season underway. And um, I know Hallettsville, of course, is expecting their favor to repeat as uh, 3A champions. So we've got a lot of good teams. And, uh, and you know we and while I'm talking about that, here we go. Track season is starting. Uh, uh, there were actually a few meets last week, although the weather kind of put a damper on things. But this week uh, we have uh, three meets in the area. We have uh, Thursday meets. We have Calhoun and Edna, and then Friday we have the uh, Joe Rogers Black Cat Relays in Bay City. So. Uh, you know, it's still early, and some of the times and marks might not be the best, but uh, I think you'll start to th see things ramp up pretty quickly here. Yeah, no, like like you were saying for Hallsville softball, Mike, uh, ranked number one in the TCGA poll right now. Um, you know, Coach Cresta has got to feel good about her, her team. You know, um, the way they they've played this season, they're they're off to an eight and zero start. Um, you know, obviously looking to, to repeat as state champions. Um, that's going to do it for this edition of The Grid. Um, but before we go, we wanted to, we want to hear from you. You can reach out to us on Facebook at V-I-C-A-D or at Advo Sports. That's at A-D-V-O-S-P-O-R-T-S. You can also find us on Twitter at Advo Sports. And you could also email us at sports at vigad.com. Well, that's going to do it from here from me and Mike. Um, 
appreciate you guys listening to the grid and we will see you next week. Yeah.